Hello, everyone. It is Free Kayla, the host of the Big Kids Podcast, a podcast that encourages you to ask strangers in the grocery store really rude questions. We're here trying to figure out something about adulthood. Who knows what it is because we're all confused and our parents failed us. Hello to the people that I call my friends and even hello to the people that I call my enemies. It is the Big Kids Podcast, and I am your host, Kayla, and also it's Wednesday, and Wednesday is the best day of the week, and I will not have that up for debate under any circumstances. If you say that any other bunk day is the best day of the week, I will have to remove you. And if you're wondering where are you even going to remove me from, I will track you, and I will remove you from your own house, and you will have to say goodbye to your cats. Today's episode is a little bit different because, you know, in uh, it's my podcast. I'm allowed to do what I want when I want. And today we're going to talk about traveling the world. So to let you know, I love traveling and I, I also work a full-time job and do whatever else. But traveling is like this really cool privilege that I very much enjoy and I like to do it as frugally as possible in honestly it's relative to everything else I do. I'm I'm cheap, and I like to travel cheap, but still make it as extravagant as I can while keeping in the back of my mind, mm, maybe I am poor, and that's okay, but I still want to see Machu Picchu. I have traveled to 13 different countries within the last six years while not always working full-time or having a steady income, and I've done it all on a relatively good budget, uh, for the most part, there's a few trips that like were splurges or that I was really blessed with that I didn't actually have to pay for. But the brunt of the trips that I've taken and the places I've went, it's came off of my own dollar and I've managed to do it fairly cheap. Like, for example, me and Bo, or Bo and I, sorry, we went to Europe over the summertime and we visited Italy and France and Monaco and accidentally England, as I mentioned in a previous episode, and it only cost us around $3,500, which, like, it still seems like a lot, but uh, Europe from Canada? Okay. Okay. It's pretty cheap. And that included our flights as well as staying there, and we were there for almost a month. And now I'm going to be, I'm going to add a disclaimer to this because one of the ways to travel as cheap as possible is to be incredibly flexible, not only when you're going, but also where you're going. And that's kind of what's won me some really incredible trips is just like having a list of places that I'm willing to go. And when the time comes and the flights get cheap, I just book them. I have like my top five at all times. And that list kind of changes every year as I knock new places off. But as long as they're within that list, all right, I'm going. As long as the, the flights get cheap, I am going. And if you're in North America, as I am, most of the time the cheapest places that you're going to fly to that are not just Canada and the States, even though flying within Canada is absolutely the most atrocious and expensive thing I've ever seen in my life, most of the time it's going to be the Caribbean that is your cheapest option. Just, just throwing that out there. And there's other aspects that go into this too that a lot of the like travel cheap on a budget blogs and travel writers talk about is most of the time the cheapest option is living by a pretty big airport, a hub. And I live right outside of Calgary. So for me, that's my hub. And it does make things cheap because you have a relatively high amount of direct flights that are flying out of these big hubs. And it makes a huge difference because then you're not paying the price to have a layover somewhere that you might not have had to if you were just in that hub. So the ch- my biggest budget hack for traveling is get up and move. 
I'm just messing, but honestly, that is one thing that a lot of these big travelers leave out is that most likely they're living really close to a huge metropolitan area with a massive airport that's constantly sending hundreds of flights in and out every day, and that's that is your cheapest option. Another cheap budget. Okay, I'm going to make this into a list of 10. I think that that's going to be the easiest way to do this. Here are my top 10 cheap travel hacks for you and nobody else. So my first tip, yeah, live close to a metropolitan area that has an airport that is constantly sending flights in and out. My second tip, though, is credit cards. And this is going to kind of break down into a few tips. Credit cards, I was just explaining to a friend of mine, and he didn't realize that a lot of credit cards have travel insurance as well as like baggage insurance and even hotels. So that is one of the main things that you can do to stay cheap. Because I know when we went to Belize a couple of years ago, the insurance, the travel insurance was atrocious. It was so expensive. It was like $600 for two weeks. And I actually just went and applied for a credit card that was a travel credit card. And all of my travel insurance was just covered under it, which was entirely worth it because sure, I spend like $120 on my annual fees, but it was so worth it. And recently I got the American Express Cobalt card because it's really great for the rewards that you get. If you like to travel hack or want more information on that, shoot me a message because I have some info. But the American Express Cobalt from all of the research that I was doing was the best travel credit card that you could have. And not just like, it's not necessarily a travel credit card. It's just that it's point system yields the highest reward. And on my American Express card, I have travel insurance and baggage insurance and pretty much everything, even car rental insurance. And that takes a lot of the priciness away from traveling because as much as I like living on the edge and I'm okay with, you know, traveling to destinations and not knowing what I'm doing or where I'm going or what's happening, I still don't want to pay medical bills because you really never know what's going to happen. And honestly, traveler's diarrhea can pretty much blow you to bits. So that is my travel hack number two. Instead of paying for insurance, get yourself a good credit card with really comprehensive insurance policies underneath it. And most of the time, like, I don't know why these credit card companies and the banks don't use that as some of their like main marketing, because I honestly find that to be the most beneficial part of a lot of credit cards. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars to get your travel insurance, just look at, even look at your current credit card policy and see you probably have some type of traveling insurance underneath your policy. Tip number three that I think that all avid travelers can agree with is travel during the off season. So say you're going to Bali, you're going to want to hit it up in October, January, and February, according to Google. Not only is it going to be less crowded, it's also going to be a lot cheaper. There are downsides to traveling on the off season for a lot of countries is I know for a lot of coastal and tropical countries, you're probably going to be going during wet season. Also watch out for hurricanes. I know that mainly for the Caribbean. Fun fact, I've been in three hurricanes in my life all for this reason. So this is only a travel hack and a tip if you make sure that you're not going during a hurricane or around when a hurricane might appear. Tip number four, just circling back to credit cards, get a travel credit card. I don't like travel hack a little bit. Pretty much all of the major banks in Canada have some sort of travel credit card that they offer. And a lot of the times they're going to have big signup bonuses that are going to pretty much pay honestly for your trips and for your travel. Like I know that the Scotiabank Passport like scene visa card is currently offering up to $1,300 in travel credits when you sign up. And I don't know how much you have to spend, but that's just one of the many examples. 
BMO World Elite will give you 3,000 miles or $500 as a welcome bonus. TD Aeroplan Visa Infinite Privilege Card, you get $1,200 according to them for your first year value. And why not? Honestly, it's worth just signing up for some of these credit cards as long as you get some of your debt under control beforehand. Ha ha ha. And use the points. It's worth it. And then you're getting all of your comprehensive insurances underneath majority of these policies, especially if you have a travel credit card, you're going to get travel insurance, baggage insurance. Just look at what they offer. Check out your own bank. Go to different banks. See what there is. I love my Cobalt card. So far, I am earning some wicked points from it and plan to continue to. It will be funding a trip in the fall. Tip number five, catch a red eye. I like traveling a red eye because most of the time there's going to be a time change anyways, and then it kind of cuts out even having to pay for a place to stay on your travel days because most of the time your travel days are just like so long and exhausting anyways that why does it really matter? I'd rather sleep on the plane and save myself like 50 bucks a night. Travel tip number six, go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery store. I do not understand for the life of me how people have the money to constantly go out and eat when they go on trips. Like, by all means, there's lots of places that are relatively cheap, but just go to the grocery store. Most of the time, you're going to be wanting to just bring a lunch anyways, and it just takes out so much extra expense of going out to eat every single day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, just go to the grocery store. It's not a big deal. Travel tip number seven, go incognito when you're looking for flights. Oh my goodness. Google, they love your data. Okay, so you have your little notifications on for Google. Yeah, they're going to start pushing out some of the most expensive flights. As soon as you have a VPN or you're incognito mode, they're not going to be recognizing and tracking the data that you're putting in and use Skyscanner. Honestly, if you are open and flexible to pretty much going anywhere at any time, Use Skyscanner, find the cheapest places you can go. It's it's worth it. Honestly, I was keeping Google at like sending me the emails of when prices were changing on a lot of the places I was looking at. And all of a sudden, those really wicked deals that I was finding when I was search first searching them were gone. They were no longer sending me all of the cheap ones. Travel tip eight. Bring a carry-on. If you're going for less than a month, just bring a carry-on. You do not need to check your bags. It's so expensive. You're lugging around so much extra dead weight that you probably do not need. You don't need a full bottle of shampoo for a month. I don't care what anyone says. If you can fit everything into a carry-on, it's going to be so much cheaper in the end. And also, maybe a little extra tip added in there, you're not going to be packing things up to bring back home with you. You're going to be spending less money because you're so much more aware of how restricted your space is that you're not even going to want to spend the money on just random tacky things that you pick up at the tourist places because you don't have the space for it anyways. And you can fit a lot more than you think you can into a carry-on suitcase or backpack and then also a personal item. Like, honestly, you don't need as much as you think you do. Travel tip number nine. I actually have no idea if I'm even on number nine because I have no idea what is even happening at this moment. But I thought, you know what? This is useful information that I desperately need to share with the people and there's no going around it. So what I believe to be travel tip number nine is this. The most important rule, even though I don't know what 10 is going to be and I don't know why there are rules now. These are my rules for traveling. This is my world and my rules and you will follow them. Rule number nine, maybe 10. Do your research. 
It's so important. Do your research while you are planning a trip. Do not just go with whatever you're finding first thing on Google. You're Googling excursions. Don't just go with the first place that you find. Get on Reddit. Look on Reddit and see what backpackers, avid travelers are doing, people that travel to specific places often. Find out information on what is available, what is going to be the cheapest, the best places to stay. Who knows? You might even find places that have really good referral bonuses. This is where you're going to research the hostels you want to stay at, the Airbnbs that you want to go to, even though I don't support Airbnb. But either way, you're going to find out different cool little fun local things that Google's not going to tell you about and that a lot of these big travel websites aren't going to say or mention. Do research on transportation systems. Do you need to book all of your bus passes and train passes long in advance? I know for us, when we went to Europe, we had to book our bus and plane or train passes like pretty much right after I booked the flights. And that was only three months in advance. And if we wouldn't have done that, there would have been no available tickets when we actually got there. Plan your transportation realistically. If you're only going to one place, okay, sure, that's fine. But like even the Bahamas, for example, they have a cap on how much taxi drivers can charge you. And a lot of taxi drivers still take advantage of tourists and charge them a lot more. But you have a legal governmental right to not pay over the capped maximum for your taxi fares. So do research on how transportation systems work. And do research on the common tourist traps that you might come in contact with. There's lots of places that have just like these ongoing touristy little fast cash grabs. And honestly, I appreciate the hustle, but you do not have to put your money into other hustlers' pockets, let me tell you. Figure out if there's other areas that are less tourist dense that you might find cheaper places to stay that have little hidden gems that are just as beautiful and just as wonderful as the places that all the tourists go because most likely they're going to be relatively cheap in comparison. Like the Bahamas is a perfect example. A lot of people will go stay at the Atlantis off on Paradise Island, but they don't go and consider any of the other really awesome condominium complexes that are just up the road. And even though it's, say, a 15-minute extra walk up the beach, why does it matter? You don't have to be at the Atlantis part of the beach. And make a plan of what's most important to you. What are you actually willing to spend money on? Do you want to go skydiving? That's like the number one thing you want to do when you go on your trip. Then make sure that you have that money put aside and be willing to splurge it. But consider cutting the costs in other areas that are kind of like a meh for you. I have a really bad habit of going to places and researching everything cool that there is to do and wanting to do all of it so badly that I'm like willing to just fork out my entire life and my firstborn child just so that I can like go on a zip line, a really special cool zip line and snorkel when like I don't have to and I don't even really like zip lining or snorkeling, but I'm like everybody on the internet says I have to do this. So I must do it. Don't be me. Don't be me. Be frugal. Be reasonable. Budget well. And take responsibility for your actions. Tip number 10, I believe, bring a friend. Bring a friend or a significant other or someone with you. I'm all for the traveling solo. I I love traveling solo, but honestly, it's so much cheaper if you bring someone with you and you can split the cost of groceries, for example, or you can split the cost of your housing, wherever you're staying, your hotels, your hostels, like you have somebody that you can kind of rely on as well to split some of the cost. It's pretty much like renting. You know, everybody knows it's cheaper to rent if you have a roommate. So bring your roommate on a lavish trip because it's going to keep your costs down. Trust me. Trust me. This is a fact. 
And those are all of my best and greatest and brightest and most wonderful tips that I could ever pass on to you. But I will say, I need to reiterate that doing your research and making sure that you know information, not only just to save money, but also it's really respectful to the locals and it just doesn't make you look like a dorky tourist that showed up somewhere like you were like raptured into another country and everybody's trying to talk to you and you're like, I don't know, I don't, I'm here, I'm here. Like, don't be that person, be educated. You know, it's it's nice to go somewhere and actually have some reverence and just gratitude towards the culture that you're putting yourself in because you're in someone else's home. You're in someone else's country. You're in their daily life. It's your vacation, but it's there every day. And it's good to just do your research, be respectful of the different cultures, the different things that people do. Also, be educated on the systems that you're putting your money towards. Just because you are a tourist doesn't mean you can't do research on the small businesses that other places have and like feed positively into their economies while you're there. Because it's honestly, it's a privilege to be a tourist. It's a privilege to be able to go to other people's homes and other people's home countries that they've opened up to us. And a lot of them are so incredibly welcoming. And it's honestly a little bit of our responsibility to make sure that we know some of the customs, we know the culture, we can be respectful of the people and we can be respectful of their homes. There's lots of really touristy things that negatively impact the economies of a lot of different countries, but we just give in to them because we don't take enough time to actually research if our money's going to something that's good for the people. Tip 11, get reward systems with the airlines like WestJet. Get a WestJet rewards account. Why not? You may as well just get a couple extra points every time you book a flight. Why not? It's, it's going to help you out in the long run. And what effort does it really take to just sign up for an online form? Go do it right now. Do it for Air Canada too. Get Aeroplan. And the best tip that I could ever give you, tip 12 on my top 10 list of top 10 lists, is get a job with an airline. <laughs> like, It seems so ridiculous, and I've thought about it so many times, and I actually don't know if this is even a reasonable tip, but like a part-time job as a customer care rep, so then you can get like standby tickets would be so sick. And I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh, WestJet, please hire me, but I only want to work like two hours a week so that I can just reap the benefits. But really, that's probably the best tip that you can have. If you are flexible and you just need like a little extra side hustle, go find a job at an airline. I don't know if even they hire for like part-time customer rep positions. I think that they do, but yes, do it. My 13th tip is don't get robbed. I have been robbed. I was robbed by fellow Canadians when I was in Belize. They just, it was dumb of me. I was carrying my cash on me. Now I no longer even bring cash traveling. I just use my credit cards and let my banks know. But I was bringing a lot of cash with me and these people just took it straight out of my bag and it was a whirlwind of chaos. And that would be the biggest tip because if you don't want to just like spend $1,000 on somebody else's bad habits and bad choices, just avoid getting robbed. That includes getting like an RFID wallet that is going to keep your credit card safe while you're carrying them on you and get a fanny pack. Be a, be a dorky like me and wear your fanny pack because that it's strapped to your body. Good luck. My issue when I got robbed was wearing a purse. So you need to wear a fanny pack. I need to wear a fanny pack. Let's keep our cash and not let's let's not spend it like that. My 1065th tip is don't travel if you don't want to. This is one thing that I see all the time with this generation is like, I love to travel. I'm a big supporter of it. I do think it's good for people for exposure to other cultures and just other ways of living. 
But if you don't have the desire to travel and you want to wait for the future when you have more time or you have more money, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, don't let people's other, other people's lives pressure you into doing what you don't even want to do. Because the reality is, is no matter how many budget hacks you use and how cheap you travel and how late you travel, it's still going to be expensive no matter what. You still have to pay for flights. You still have to pay for all of your accommodations and everything that you do. And it's just, it's not cheap. So if it's not a desire that you have, do not let the world pressure you into thinking you have to go and do this. Because most of the time, a lot of people are just traveling for good Instagram pictures. I don't care what anyone says. That might be controversial, but I don't really care. And I think that that's really all of my travel tips that I can offer to you at this moment. I'm probably going to have more as I continue to travel. And then maybe I'll be like, oh, I found the hack of all hacks. And the hack of all hacks is get a sugar daddy. Anyways, thank you for listening to my podcast. And remember, it's Wednesday. It's the best day of the week. You are feeling driven. You're feeling powerful. You're going to do good work and you're going to work hard and you're going to feel good. And if it's any other day than Wednesday, stop listening and you'll only listen to this on Wednesday. Wednesday is my day. Have a wonderful week and thank you for listening. And if you ever have questions, follow me on Instagram at FreeKayla. Follow me on TikTok at FreeKayla. Find me on the internet. Shoot me a message. Let's chat. I'm wonderful, but not in a narcissistic way. Just like I'm not mean. So don't worry about it.